Is your new year still falling flat? Do you avoid stairs with multiple steps? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E, but there's a cure. Now through January 31st, join Planet Fitness for just $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after just one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends Tuesday, January 31st. See Home Club for details. Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. Hey, y'all. We did it. It's been a year. One year of What's Happening. Me and Fred have been having some great conversations, you know, talking to some very interesting people, having some great debates, having some fun debates, and just trying to have fun, healthy, uplifting conversations. Uh, I'm pretty proud of what we've done. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited that we were able to get to this one-year anniversary. And so that's what we're doing this week. We're celebrating the anniversary. So what you guys are going to hear are clips from episodes over the last year. You're going to hear some of the Women Making History series. You're going to hear some of those silly debates that we did, Um, you know, the tournament-style stuff. But you're going to hear, you know, clips from conversations that we've had, uh, from interviews that we've done with, with guests gonna hear a lot of stuff uh from what we've done over the last year and you know we appreciate you guys rocking with us um if you've never listened to the show before and somebody maybe sent you this and said hey you know listen to this collection of, of what they've done you know appreciate you having it feel free to check out the entire archive and uh, make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't subscribed yet follow us on all our social medias that information will be in the show notes and we appreciate the love once again thank you so much and we'll see y'all next week the 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 longer the short of the story is that fred hired me you know what i'm gonna just tell them i'm gonna just tell the story right (laughs) me and my girlfriend at the time not my wife we were just in in a little retail store. You know, we don't put out official names uh, on this podcast. We were in a little retail store and uh, there's this guy over there standing in the cell phone area. Just like, y'all, y'all, y'all got something. Y'all need something to go on. Y'all got what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of want a new phone, but I don't really know about the phone and all that. And he told me all the, all the information. And um, oh, happened on the no 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 happened no, on no, the what's no, no, happening no 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 you told no 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 you told me what I needed to do and what I needed to do and how I needed to do it right that's what happened that is what happened that's what happened that's what happened right so nah that ain't what happened that's the that's the short version of what's happened you told me what I needed you to ain't gonna sit here and tell these folks how you ripped your smile all extra hard how it was before it's time and did internet and calling at the same time on a 2g level are you are you gonna leave that important detail out i mean i'm just curious i will leave that important detail out because that was after we got to know each other that wasn't the day that we met you just want to you just want to, to, to roast me. <laughs> nah <laughs> it was because you didn't want to get a new phone because it does everything these phones are doing listen <laughs> anyway couple months later i ended up applying for the job and this man is interviewing me and i gave him the best interview ever right 
but he didn't hire me. He hired somebody that had more education. More story time. Another, that's another story time with your boy in and of itself. But eventually, um, that person didn't work out. And he had to call <laughs> me up like a month later and said, hey, do you need a job? And I was like, I'll take a little job. I'll take a little job. I'll come help you out. Little, and then, you know what I'm saying? Five and a half <laughs> months later, I got promoted, right? And then um, I had a person in there that I had to get rid of because that person just wasn't doing things the right way. And uh, I ended up working open and closed by myself for about two months consecutive. Them overtime checks were great. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> he said, well, because he had to do it for four months straight because I got promoted out of his store. Six or seven. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna sit here in front like I don't enjoy Beyonce's music. I mean, yeah, I remix one of her own songs, and I'm not even a rapper. We um, did it together. <laughs> I, I gave Bradley the chorus, and we rocked that motherfucker for about an hour and a half to a manager meeting. So Every manager, <laughs> boy, all 2012. Hey. Listen, we can't even do it right now. We will get copy. Listen, we'll get copywritten, canceled, and sued all at the same time. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like, Adele does have some great bangers, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's not about the bangers, it's about the vocals. It's, I mean, but I, when I say bangers, I'm shit. A lot of hers, to me, start, you know what I'm saying, more vocal than it does, you know what I'm saying, as, than as a banger. Like, Beyonce has vocal stuff. I didn't see some of her like documentary stuff she she didn't sold, but I think I hear Adele more vocally than I do Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I just hear more commercially. And so therefore I'll go with Adele. So Beyonce gotta go. Yeah. So you kicking out Queen B. The Beehive can have me. The day after her birthday, on this internet, you doing it? Do, ain't got nothing to do with me. That's between her and the good Lord. I told you. Guess what? Me and you in this thing, we think it's Steve. <laughs> but Lil Smokey's always taste weird, and like, and like, I don't know what it is about it, bro. But it just seemed like it's one of the foods that, like, for me, when you bite into it, it's just like I ain't supposed to. I'm not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. What? The, I don't know what it is about the taste of a little smoky. It's not, it's not quite, it's not quite like a spam. Like spam, you eat that and your body just instantly rejects it. At least my body does instantly I think you buying the wrong little smokies. Are you looking at your, are you getting beef little smokies? Are you getting, you know, like Polish or kielbasa little smokies? Like, what, what, what you doing over there? I have you know no idea because this was as a child. I felt like it was something I need to eat. I'm not putting my own bread in it. That was that was my daddy money. Uh, <laughs> it was crazy. We'll so, eat some beef little smokies, man. Sizzling things in a pot. You know what I mean, throw you some sauce on them. Five minutes later. Next up, we got <laughs> guacamole versus mini corn dogs. Guac, and it's gotta be fresh. <laughs> I'm laughing because I just talked all that trash about about little Smokey, <laughs> and I would pick the mini corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the difference, the bready? 
the breading. <laughs> That's gotta be it. That's gotta be it. There's something about you put that 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 breading on it that makes it feel like it's worthy of my sandwich. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that turned me off of burgers, sliders. <laughs> Give me the hummus. <laughs> Listen, but it ain't gotta be a burger. You can have a chicken slider. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have a ham and cheese slider. You know what I mean? Sliders would be it, man. Listen, you can... I want sliders though. It's cool. You gotta eat hummus. <laughs> like, hummus is fine. Listen, I'm fine with hummus. I'm, I ain't even tried it though, so I ain't even gonna lie to you. <laughs> I won't. Like what? Just the look of it, I can't even get jiggy with it. I like hummus. I, you look like the type to like hummus. <laughs> <laughs> the hell that's like, supposed to mean? I like hummus. <laughs> Bradley. Corn casserole. Y'all. I'm just, I, listen. You know What's what? that? I, <laughs> hey. <laughs> stay on task. Listen. Stay on task. Hold on. Listen. Out of three people on this chat. The one person who should be the closest to knowing what corn crash roller is has no clue. Has no clue. <laughs> Wait, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you know what? It's all good. It is all good. God don't like ugly. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what, and God sent the baby in and put you in check. I couldn't stop that bitch to, to say my I'm hitting up. Nigga, I was but I was going like this. I'm like Look here. When you talk unnecessary trash for no reason and you got 85 kids, that's what's gonna happen to you. We worked for said company. They basically lost the contract or bought out however you wanna slice that by. They made it seem like everything was good the whole time. When this transitions happen, you know, oh, it, you're not gonna lose any money. You, you know what I mean? It, everything is 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 gonna be be smooth. Yeah. And and I think that's more so, you know what I'm saying, being a, you know what I'm saying, promoter is you're trying to keep everything smooth. Yeah, you're gonna be the headliner, you know what I'm saying? But I gotta get both of these people to stay here. Like, you know what I mean? Same way with that company. I gotta keep as many, retain as many of these employees as possible to make this smooth. Because if I lose all these employees because of what I'm really gonna do, then it's gonna be a lot harder to, to get this ball rolling. Same way, you know what I'm saying, for the promoter. If I lose these acts, it's gonna be a lot harder to sell these tickets. It's like that, this is a lose-lose situation because like, I'm thinking about like DL, if DL said, if I'm not the headliner, I'm not performing. What if Monique would have said that? What if she would have said, if I'm not the headliner, I'm not performing? DL probably say, okay, cool. Now I ain't even gotta say that I gotta be the headliner because there ain't nobody else gonna even try to, you know what I'm saying, top that pedestal. I guess let me look at it this way. Let me let me let me put it this way. What if she said, if I'm not the headliner, I'm not performing, and that and that info would have come out. How would we look at her? If the whole stage rant doesn't happen, how would we look at her and say, well, you had people would say you had an opportunity to make money and you threw away money because of your ego. Oh, pe people make fun of other people because they don't understand how to communicate. 
and connect with people and not realizing that they could have autism and again that's another that's another reason why that they got autism awareness month going on is to bring awareness to people that this this I mean, it's not necessarily, I hate to even call it a disability, but, you know, it's not like, you know, I have to explain to people all the time that my child isn't rude because she's not talking. She just can't talk. And when I say that, people look at you and just kind of like judge you like it's my fault. As a parent, that's really hard. It, it wasn't a lot of people that was hip to this. And for me, being an eight-year-old kid, the only thing I ever wanted was a sibling to get my brother who, you know what I'm saying, later we find out is autistic. It's a different way of interacting. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't communicate with him. He would sit there and hum to block everything out, you know what I'm saying, to be able to just be by himself. Now, now he can talk and interact. He got a job. At one point, he was working two to three jobs, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing. But at the same time, he can't, you know, drive. But I got friends here where I stay at in Kentucky who kids is autistic and he can work and drive. You know what I'm saying? So I say, say it to say that it's way more hope at the end of the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? She's just a normal two-year-old. She just can't speak. So they call her nonverbal. You know? And it's honestly kind of hard when I got the diagnosis because automatically I'm thinking well, because of this diagnosis, people are now going to treat my baby different. And mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest part of the whole thing. It's not necessarily dealing with it. It's just knowing that because of the diagnosis, people are going to treat my, my child yeah. different. And it's weird. A lot of survivors and victims we play that blame game on ourselves because were there opportunities for me to just go? Yeah, but I wanted to watch Game of Thrones. He had HBO, I didn't. I'd get to watch it. I fell asleep. Well, that's a dumb girl thing to do. I was fucking exhausted. I, you know, didn't fight him. All these things that I can blame myself for. A lot of therapy and self-reflection and everything have brought me to like for myself, not being mad at myself anymore. I know that that's what happened and there's nothing I can do to change that now. In the future, if something were to happen, I'd hope I'd handle it differently, but who knows? But I know a lot of survivors play that game of like, what should I have done? And that's just not the way that you need to think about it. Grabbed my bag and I ran out and I ran to my car and in the car he texted me and said are you okay and I said don't ever speak to me again he texted back I'm so sorry and I said you heard me say no 
like why didn't you stop and he said in the message i have it somewhere he said i know i should have stopped i'm really sorry i have that in text message and uh i got in my car and i drove i didn't drive home i drove to my friend's house and i just balked i was crying hysterically and she said the only words that i could say were i said no she said i was crying and screaming i said no so one thing that's really kind of coming out you know you said hey I got to Massachusetts, and the first thing I did, and I did not say that state's name correctly. Whatever I called it. Whoa, buddy. When you got to Massachusetts, you said you got there, and instantly you're like, I got to go find a gym. You said that um, when you learned about the program, the, the, the fitness challenge happening, you were just like, I'm going to write this letter. I'm going to make this happen. Um, and then you said when you got accepted into the program and you needed to go to the gym, I'm walking to the gym, 45 minutes there, 45 minutes home, while I'm also doing the workout. You said, I gave away my TV. I gave away my DVD player. Took away distractions. When you have your, your, your mind set on something, you're not letting anything stop you at all. Where does that come from? I say that comes from just my mom's was a badass because she was a single mom with four kids when she met my stepdad. And there's a whole lot of Italian, German, and British in our family, just on my paternal side. And I, my granny would always say, I used to tell her, I'm like, thanks, granny, because well, that just means that we're a bunch of drunk, angry, proper people. <laughs> and, you know, just because, and it's just the, the British part plays very well over here in Massachusetts because these people have no emotions or, and they're, they're nice people, but they're just very blunt, very rude, the up, stiff upper lip, if you will. But, you know, it's just um, seeing what my mom had to go through to make sure um, her four kids who were under the age of 10 were safe from um, it was, the relationship she had with the man that is on my birth certificate was less than ideal. And... Um, I'm not going to go into that on the podcast, but you know, it was just not, it was not a safe environment for us. So, mom got us out of it and everything. And I think some, some part of me kind of wonders if that is mentally how the weight gain started slowly was just, that's the only way I knew how to deal with it. Instead of thinking like, a six pack of 20, 20 ounce cokes a day, I cut it down to like five. We just cut back slowly, take something, one of them away each week or something until I was holding strictly on water. Because I calculated it the other day. Um, 
getting up to my highest weight on an average day, I could eat um, 7,100 calories a day just off of snack and bowl prep. And with what I wrote down, that's almost a thousand calories, a thousand grams of carbs, which is more than what I should be eating in a week. Wow. So, and you know, now I try to be mindful not to eat more than 40 grams of carbs in a day. Wow. The picture of me at my absolute worst. And then... A few weeks later, I got the email that I was chosen for that contest. And, you know, just, I was not, I was stubborn and determined and everything to do whatever it took to get my life back in order so I could take care of myself. And I didn't want to blow a chance of getting healthy and be. Have people because I knew the city of St. Matthew was going to be following my story, and I didn't want to be lazy and say, Oh, they should have given that spot to somebody else because she's not doing anything. In those six months, I went from 314 pounds to 222. If you're black, again, it's that slave mentality that I mentioned earlier. Oh, you can go out there and do it, no problem. You don't feel pain. I mean, hell, we, we, we're, we're talking about our women, right? Black women, I forget the number, uh, but I think the number is black women are three or two or three times more likely to die in labor than uh, white women when, when they're having a, a baby because the doctors don't respect like their pain. Like, oh, they're just being dramatic because that's just how black people are. No, that woman's actually in pain. So the point that I'm making is, is that black people are just, you're able to just do, you're able to just do but when it comes to coaching, creating, cultivating, leading, motivating, mm, we need somebody else to do that. Right? One of my uh, employees at the time, I said something or I did something, I forget what it was. And he just like, he, he, he respectfully, he respectfully snapped at me. And then he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I'm like, no, like, hold on. Like, what is this? Like, no. And it turns out like the whole staff, the whole staff had beef with me, bro. There was some parts where it was like, I'm just kind of not leading by example. And then like most of it was like just basic misunderstanding. Like oftentimes we perceive things and then we act on these perceptions. Um, I think there's a phrase that says perception is reality. And like, that ain't true. Um, I just need to go ahead and say it. You know, I think we, we live in a society where people are basing things off the vibes that they feel, right? This doesn't feel like a place that I need to be. This doesn't feel like the situation. And we don't talk these things out, talk these things through and get an understanding. Because oftentimes it's, you just misunderstood the point that I was making. And it's sometimes it's it's little stuff and it's silly and it just, it grows and 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 it grows to the point where it's just like, there's just this gulf of uh, disagreement and 
and just bad feelings towards one another where the root of it was a simple issue it ain't, ain't no point you know what I'm saying so I think that's the other part to it is what people really be thinking is like it's not just the fact that you know them taking it it's after they take it you know what I'm saying if we say no they just kill us Ain't, ain't nothing you can do about it. You just get killed. Fired up. Let me, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have checked you like that. <laughs> I was wrong. You, my father. Like, and the reason I was wrong is because it's a story time with your boy. The place where I've had fried broccoli is where we met at Sandusky, Ohio. Diana's little restaurant over there on, on Route 250. They have, oh, okay. they Diana's serve fried Deli. broccoli bites. Diana's Deli, that's what it's called. <laughs> and um, it, the fried broccoli come with, um, it come with ranch. But I used to, um, I used Jeez to, just, sauce. I used to have, I used to have, um, um, I used to have them bring butter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you wonder that's why? <laughs> wow. Amen. <laughs> Listen, I, and, and here's my thing too, and I'm gonna say this to anybody that's listening. I don't care how you feel, you know what I'm saying? Take it up with your folks who raised you. But Glory Greens is not greens. Do not eat that. I don't care if it's out the bag or the Dang. can. I'm putting a name on it. I, Dang. That's no. If you're not picking them off the vine, if you're not washing them, you know what I'm saying? In the sink, you know what I'm saying? If you're not boiling them down, seasoning them, like, you know what I'm saying? Invite, this man said, if you're not breaking it down and putting it in a stogie, it ain't it. <laughs> it's, hey, it's not. Like, if you're not and rolling the raw with out. the greens, it ain't it. Shout out to Gord Greens, but we only give glory to God on what's happening. There you, know? you go. There you go. Hey, 110%. I said before, I'm the only fat person in the world that gets light cheese on my pizza. I like cheese, but I don't like an overabundance of cheese, right? And veggie platter slap, bro. You get a good ranch dip, a good French onion dip. You know what I'm saying? Some broccoli, some carrots. You know what I'm saying? I'm on my fitness my fitness journey. It is a journey. It's not it's not a sprint. <laughs> I'm going through it, right? You know what I'm saying? But like a great like veggie dip with or like a great ranch with some of them vegetables, that broccoli, that cauliflower, some cucumber. I get down with it. But even I'm gonna pick the mozzarella sticks. Come on, okay. Come on. I just had to say something for him. I couldn't let it be a blowout. I had to let you think it was at least gonna go into overtime or something. Oh, this next one though. Uh oh. And Matt, you have to go first on this one. Twister versus Spades. <laughs> Twister versus Spades is good. Spades. Well, that makes Spades a unanimous choice because as black men, we cannot. <laughs> we can't choose Naked Twister over Spades. Look, man, do I look like I'm down with Twister? <laughs> look at me, bro. <laughs> Like I know, I know that's for sure a white people game, but like, that ain't my game. 
to me the thing is is that like not only didn't you not only did you not help yourself doing this you hurt so many others because how much energy did energy is the term i want to use how much emotion was like how many people when, when we first heard the story when we first heard the story that he got attacked how many of us thought to ourselves damn again <laughs> how many of us thought that right how many people like cried how many people were ready to go out and 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 protest and, and fight and, and and argue and 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 do whatever to make some noise that like this wasn't wrong or that this was like this this shouldn't happen only to find out that it didn't actually happen like you're not helping us you're not helping the the people that actually he is gay so i don't want to say he doesn't have to fear but like when you do stuff like this you make it harder for the next person it's kind of like the same thing what we talked about with the vaccines a couple weeks ago where i said like I, I talked about that town hall with biden and biden said if you get the vaccine you won't get sick and that's not true but when you say like you won't get sick and then people get sick it sows doubt into it him faking an attack means that the next person that gets attacked we're gonna be like really and not that we're gonna be like but what i'm saying is, is that it doesn't have as much credibility you're taking away somebody else's credibility that's the way to say it, it to me it never seemed like she wanted more but after sitting down and talking with my mom my mom was just happy with what she did because you know we're programmed to work you know what i'm saying live die but it, it's just it, it was it was mind-boggling to me like you know but the thing was my dad didn't know how to open a business you know he went to the military he learned off other people you know he has his story and background on, on how he did but he's learned a lot of odd and end things opened up a little lawnmower and landscape business so he knows how but like i tell my dad all the time i say what's the good in you knowing all of it and then when you die we don't know none of it project uh, that we needed to work on and i got to work with the only other female peer that we have that we had on that team and so like we had some time to just like talk one-on-one -on -one, and i was just like what's going on and you know that look where like you ask somebody what's going on and they like they know exactly what you mean what, what you're trying to, what, you, what you're trying to find out she is that you know what, what, what nothing i was like what you mean so like, well, what do you mean i'm like how, how are things? <laughs> She's like, you talking about with the boss? I was like, yeah. And then like, bro, everything, everything that like the female that I knew was going through, was going through this female that I did not know that I was getting to know was saying the same stuff. And I'm just like, huh. it's more than just taking pictures which i love to do so like it hits that creative spark for me that i need but also just being able to know that these women literally leave my studio and feel like oh hey there's that part of me i thought didn't exist anymore but no it ended up being you know something that i was super passionate about and so i was like totally self-taught and i think that that 
like me discovering this and turning it into a business, like a very successful business was proof to me that you just have to find something you enjoy doing. Like that's what they always, that's what they mean when they say, find something you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. Like they mean it literally, find what you like to do, figure out a way to make a profit on it or make a good living from it. And you feel like you can't stop. Like I can't get enough. I'll pick up my camera right now and I could go for hours. And then I was in all these communities and there were these photographers making six figures. And I'm just like, how on earth are they doing this? Like, there's no freaking way, you know? But I realized that that was a limiting belief that I had and that I was just sort of selling myself short on it. Looking to somebody that knew the secrets that I didn't know is such a big thing. And I feel like you should do that no matter what you're interested in. If you can find somebody you say, I don't know how to do this, who does? and you find a mentor that is where you're, you want to be, like that will change your life. But a lot of people are afraid to commit and invest in stuff like that. But it's like, if, you, if something is missing to get you to your success, find somebody living the life that you want and see what they know.